Hey everybody, my name is Danny Dumas and this is the Earn Your Title Podcast. Today, I am really excited to announce the Earn Your Title Challenge. Several uh, weeks ago, 22 to be exact, I started the Earn Your Title Podcast. And when I started it, I if you listen to the very first episode, I had some goals. I wanted to meet interesting people. I wanted to gather some good information to help myself become a better husband, father, and leader. And I wanted to make a legacy. I wanted to leave something for my friends, my family, my grandkids. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to gather this information together and put it out into the world to hopefully make the world a better place. Um, that was my initial goal. And I think we're doing good. I've got lots of feedback, and I'd like to thank everybody for the positive feedback, for uh, watching, for listening, uh, the encouragement. It's It's been awesome. But I've had a few questions. So what is the point? That was the question. Or, or what is your goal? And I know I want to get a, gather this information, but I think people were expecting more. And sometimes when I hear... Uh, for lack of a better word, influencers or people on social media, they'll say, people are always asking me, well, it's not a lot of people, but I have had a couple say, what are you going to get, what are you going to do with this podcast? And it, it made me start thinking of what else, like, wh where is this going to go? Is this going to become a business? Is this, you know, do I expect to make money doing this? What exactly do I want to get out of this to, to make sure that I can continue to go forward and, and produce a quality show that, that people get a lot out of it? And what I've come up with right now is what I'm calling the Earn Your Title Challenge. And that is going to be a 28-day challenge where you are going to put the things that you have learned, the things hopefully that I've taught you or that I will teach you, into action. So why a challenge? A challenge because I believe that in my life, personally speaking, I have had the most success when I have been put inside of a framework that had, uh, you know, quote unquote rules uh, of things that I needed to accomplish. That framework of a challenge of, uh, you know, uh, a committing to a team or committing to an event has really been where I've seen most of my major improvements in my life. Uh, for instance, uh, I played uh, basketball in high school. That experience was a life-transforming experience to commit, say, I'm going to play and I'm going to make the team, I'm going to try hard, then I'm going to get on the team and I'm going to commit daily to do things that make me a better basketball player. Practice, uh, you know, learn, learning leadership, learning communication, put inside these stressful situations where the game's on the line and we have to execute plays that we practice and then we fail, we go back. I, I felt like I thrived because, because of that. As I got older, there's things that I wanted to do um, and I, I signed up for an event. Uh, many of you probably don't know, but I was actually on a TV show. It was called, get this, it's a really long name, Mount Everest. Global Extremes, Toyota Forerunners of Adventure. Mount Everest, Global Extreme, Toyota's Forerunners of Adventure. That was the name of this show. And the, the show was basically, uh, we're going to get 30 people together, and we are going to put them into physically hard, demanding things uh, in, in Moab, Utah. 
And from that, we're going to take uh, 15, cut it in half, and then they're going to go to Colorado. And from that 15, we're going to knock it down to five people who are going to compete in these challenges all over the world. They went to Costa Rica. They went to Iceland, all over. And whoever wins, wins the opportunity to go climb Mount Everest. And it was a promotional for uh, to the Toyota 4Runner. They're going to actually drive a 4Runner from Kathmandu up to um, Everest Base Camp. And um, so I, w- I was reading Outside Magazine, and uh, I saw this, you know, would you in- are you interested in applying? And at the time, I was like 21. I was in decent shape, and I was wanting to do things along those lines. And I'm like, yeah, sign me up. So I filled out the application like by with paper and pen and sent it in, and they, they picked me. And it was at that moment I realized, man, if I want to be successful, I got to I got to get ready. I, and I've, I trained harder for that than I've ever trained for anything in my life. And um, I didn't make the top 15. I actually made the top 17. I was an alternate. So if something would have happened, I would have got the call to the big show, but it didn't happen. But it really, it focused me. And I physically, I improved dramatically. It was the best shape I'd ever been in my life. Uh, recently, there was a challenge that I participated in, and I've actually... I've attempted it three times. I've been successful once. It was called the uh, 75 Hard Challenge. And what this is, for 75 days, and, and I, if you want to do something hard, this is the name, uh, the name is accurate. For 75 days, you commit to every single day without missing, working out twice a day. Both workouts need to be 45 minutes long. One of them has to be outside. You can drink a gallon of water. Uh, no alcohol. You're going to um, drink, or excuse me, you're going to um, read a nonfiction book, at least ten pages every day, and you're going to follow some type of diet program. So for me, it was intermittent fasting. I'd stop eating at eight o'clock at night, and I wouldn't start until noon the next day. I did eight and sixteen intermittent fasting. And the first time I did it, I made it like day thirty, and I I did a workout. I didn't think it was super hard. Um, and that afternoon, dude, I locked up my back. I couldn't pick. I couldn't bend down and pick up anything off the floor and I just couldn't move. So I, I failed. And if you fail and oh and you have to take a, a progress picture, like a selfie every day. Anything you fail, you start over from day zero. So I failed. I waited two weeks to kind of get my mind back around and I did it and I did it again. So the first 75 hard took me about a hundred days. But what a great experience it was to just to really be locked in to trying to be successful trying to to make myself better you know there's the say, saying that discipline equals freedom give you know give a kid no rules and chaos and they're not going to thrive right they're, they're gonna because we're inherently lazy where we have this desire for comfort but put a kid give them some guidance and structure and let them see what they should work on and that's when they thrive and we're just like little kids right i am attempting to give you some structure things to do every day. And now this will not be as hard as the 75 hard challenge. And I'm actually going to break this up into two, um, two podcasts. And I'm going to talk about the first few uh, events or things that I would like you to do every day that I think will make your life better. And these are things that I try to do every day. And I don't, I I definitely fail at, at doing things. But when I, when, when I have done them, my life as a husband, my life as a father, my life as a uh, physically fit, tactical athlete is, is better. So uh, these are the things. I'm going to get my phone out so I don't forget any of them. And the way this will work 
um, you will, if you want to sign up for the, it's a 28 day cycle. Obviously you could have up to 13 cycles in the year if you kept doing this over and over and over. But the idea is for four weeks, seven, seven weeks, seven day weeks, four times, it's a 28 day cycle. You will attempt to beat your score every week. So you'll do this on a week by week basis You'll start on a Monday and on a Sunday, you'll tabulate how many of these tasks that you do. And then next week, your only goal is to beat that by one. And then the next week by one, by one. And then maybe you do another 28 day cycle and you try to beat your best first week or you, you try to, you know, even keep, keep going. Eventually you, you know, 14, there's 14 tasks every day. If you did them every day of every day of the cycle, then you can never get better, but you could always add. So, to um, the first, the first uh, few things I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to explain why I, I picked these, and it goes to uh, drinking half your body weight in ounces of water. So why half your half your body weight in ounces of water? Well, when I did the 75 hard challenge, what I found was on the days that um, I was working out hard and it was warm and I was sweating, drinking a gallon of water wasn't too hard. Like I was able to accomplish drinking a gallon of water. But on like a day, like sometimes my workout for the 75 hard was I would just take my dog for a walk, put a backpack on, try to make it a little bit harder. But I wasn't going all out. And maybe I just did some body weight exercise. I wasn't sweating a ton. And a gallon of water for me, you know, I, I float around 200, 205 pounds. That was too much liquid. Like I, you know, without getting into my personal details, I was peeing a lot. And I realized I, other than a busy day where I was actively sweating throughout the day, a gallon was too much. And, uh, in my time as, as a personal trainer, I've done, I've got some other certificates. When people would ask how much water to drink, half your body weight in ounces of water to me seems like a pretty good baseline. Now every, and, and, and because it, it is a baseline for you, it's individual for me. You know, that would be a hundred ounces of water. Maybe on a day I'm not doing anything, 80 is enough, but just start with um, half your body weight in ounces of water and then figure out if you're a sweater and I, there's, I got some friends, they talk and they sweat. Those people might need a gallon of water or maybe like 1.1 times or, or excuse me, 0.75 times your body weight instead of half. So figure that out. And like, I don't want you to get held to like, I have to do that. And that's one thing that's good about 75 hard is if you don't take a selfie, you lose, you go back to day one. I don't want, I don't want failure for something small, but I want you to figure out what works for you in half my body weight and ounces of water works pretty good for me. That's why I picked that. Uh, another one, 30 minutes of moderate to intense exercise. Why, why that? Well, I, I think as humans, we are a machine in a sense. And when that machine is not working, which is why I started with the first thing was water. The next thing is, is movement. We are designed to move. We are designed to exercise. We are designed to, to get out and do things. And it's really hard because the second half of this list is things that are about um, connecting with your partner, uh, building relationships, things like that, uh, you know, kind of higher level things. But at a base level, if you're sick, it's really hard to be a kind, caring person. Um, it just, it, we just don't function that. We have, to, we have to get the base necessities. And I think being a healthy person is important. So 30 minutes to mild to intense exercise. So what does that mean? It's not just a walk. And I'm actually going to talk about walking in the next step. 
It's not taking your dog for a walk at a, at a slow pace. That's very important. I, that's actually one of the things we're going to talk about. But that, I, to me, that's separate. What is my mid to intense exercise? When you're doing it, you should be, you have difficulty speaking in full sentences. Uh, you could talk, but maybe you're, you know, you're, you're slightly out of breath. You're not exhausted. You could do whatever you're doing for the entire 30 minutes without having to take bricks. But it should be somewhere where you feel like you're working. Why? Why do I feel like we should have moderate into intense exercises? Because I feel like when we change is when we do something that's uncomfortable. So I'm wanting you to do exercise that makes you slightly uncomfortable. If you do what you always have done, you can stay in the condition you currently are in. In order to get better and to improve, I think you have to put yourself into a condition that's uncomfortable. That way, if you do that long enough, that becomes comfort, and now you are a healthier person. So we have to push the uncomfortable Yes, we have to be out of shape, or excuse me, out of breath. We should be a little sweaty. You should push yourself for 30 minutes every day, and you get a second point. Uh, number three, 8,000 steps a day or 30-minute walk. And I put outside. I'm debating on keeping that in or not because I realize I live in Michigan, and it's currently 30 degrees. I took my dog for a walk today. It was nice. At three degrees, that's... Uh, that's not as awesome. But if you can, walk outside. Get out of the house. Get some fresh air. There's multiple benefits. So if exercise makes you better, the 30 minutes of walking or 8,000 steps in a day, to me, it's more of a mental thing. It's, it's allowing you to do uh, to get away from the internet. It's allowing you to maybe even get away from your family and the stresses in your home. It's getting outside and it's more of a mental practice to me than it is a uh, physical like, exercise. Now, if you are extremely out of shape and you haven't done anything, this could be exercise, walking for 30 minutes. And I, I don't want to take that away, but at some point, to me, walking is more of a mental uh, clarity uh, clearing my mind. Like if I want to go think, I go for a walk. I get out of the house, I go outside and I go for a walk, um, preferably in nature. I, I'm very blessed to live in kind of a rural dirt road area. So get out and clear your mind. I think this is important. The next one, one hour before you're supposed to go to bed, I'm calling it a digital sunset. Turn off your electronic devices, all of them. Turn off your TV, turn off your phone, stop staring at them. And, and if you can, turn as many lights off as possible. This does two things. One, it allows us to go to bed without the stresses of the outside world on our minds. Uh, for good or for bad, social media is a thing that is involved in most of our lives. We are constantly connected. And if you're not connected to social media, you're watching the news, you're watching these things. And unfortunately, Many of the things we see are negative. And the, if the last thing you th see or think about before you go to bed is negativity, I believe that gets kind of stuck in your head and it doesn't allow for a quality night's sleep. That's the mental side. <clears throat> From a physiological standpoint, you need diminishing light that helps trigger your body. There's chemicals that go on, melatonin is one of them, that say, hey, it's time to go to bed. 
we get that when the light gets lower and lower and lower. Again, I'm in the northern hemisphere here in Michigan, and it's dark at like 5. So everybody at 7 feels <laughs> exhausted, ready to go to bed. That's the natural progression, right? When the sun goes down, we get tired. You need that. If you have a hard time sleeping, it could be because you're staring at your phone till the moment you go to bed. Don't do that. We legitimately, as as the machine, right? I keep talking about the machine. The machine needs decreasing light, specifically in our eyes, in order to trigger our body to release the hormones to tell us, hey, you are sleepy. It's time to go to bed. Now, if you are... If you're working out for 30 minutes every day, you're going for a 30-minute walk or trying to get eight, eight to 10,000 steps a day, and you have the digital sunset, I believe most people, it's going to like, you know, quote-unquote, cure your ability to fall asleep. Now, there are some, you know, insomnia is a real medical condition. I understand all that. But many times, we are failing because we're not doing the things that will help our body do what it wants to do naturally. Sleep is natural. And it is really, really important, which takes me to my next uh, point, is to get eight hours of sleep. Now, I know many of you will scoff at the idea, I don't need eight hours of sleep. I'm good at, give me four or five, I'm good to go. Um, and up until, <clears throat> I don't know, a couple of years ago, I would have agreed with you that, yeah, you know, most of us are good to go on four or five hours of sleep. We don't need that. I read this book, and I've talked about it before. It's called Why We Sleep. It absolutely, fundamentally changed my mind on the need for sleep. And I am coming from a, a position where my entire adult life, at least 10 days a month, I'm in a job that gets me up multiple times at night, and I'm only getting two to three, four or five hours of sleep at night, and it's intermittent. I'm not. It's all in a row. And I can, as an expert in getting up and not getting enough sleep, tell you that if you think you can function on four or five hours of sleep, you, you are wrong in the sense that you are functioning. But I go back to this, the, uh, the idea of changing the oil in your car. You might be able to go 50 or 60,000 miles without changing the oil in your car. And fully functioning, you could take a trip from here to Florida and back. Never change your oil. You could drive all. You could drive. Forget fifty, sixty thousand miles. Your engine is going to blow up. Most of us that are operating on three, four, or five hours of sleep just have not reached the point where our engine blows up. We're functioning, and you, and you and you can actually be highly functioning, right? You could have a race car going one hundred twenty miles an hour who hasn't changed the oil, but it's affecting you. And at some point, there's a breaking point, and we break. Uh, in the fire service where I work, we have a uh, almost a double amount of chance to have all kinds of cancers, and then certain cancers are like a hundred percent higher percentage of of getting uh, cancer. And a lot of us, uh, there's a lot of research that um, the smoke that we get exposed to gets on us, and we absorb those toxins. There's some chemicals that are in our bunker gear, the, the fire gear we wear, that we're worried about. And I think that's some of that. But it, it's, you know, the cancer's affecting firefighters across the board, and uh, many firefighters don't go into la that many burning buildings. They might only personally go into one, two, maybe, maybe a dozen would be a lot of fires, house fires for people to go in. So it can't be that. But what does almost every single firefighter get exposed to? Poor sleep, interrupted sleep for multiple years and years. And I think this is my opinion, no scientific, well, I shouldn't say it, there's no scientific research. There is scientific research that says if you don't sleep, bad things happen, cancer being a bad thing. 
I think you have to get some sleep. So what I would encourage you to do for at least one week, try every single night to start off with at least being in bed in amount of time to get eight hours of sleep and then see how you feel. I know that I'm a pretty, I think I'm at that seven hour, seven to seven and a half hours is my, my, my sweet spot. Eight hours is nice, but I'm usually awake. If I, if I sleep in for eight hours, I'm usually at the seven hour and 30 minute mark. I'm probably awake and I'm just like, I'm just, you know, I got nothing going on today. So I'm going to sleep another 30 minutes and really I'm just laying there. So I think my body's telling me I need to between seven in seven and a half hours. And so when you decide to do this challenge, try one week at eight hours and see how you feel. If you're waking up at five every morning, it's just because that's become your habit. You need to get quality sleep. Eight hours of sleep is the, uh, is the, is the average. Again, it could be above or below. Some of you might need nine. Get it. I promise you, I will give This is a free course. You're not paying anything, but I will give you all your money back if you get eight hours of sleep and you feel worse. I will. All the money you spend on this free course, I will give it back to you. If after a week of getting eight hours of sleep, you go, man, I feel so much worse. What a terrible idea. I'm going to stay up for three days in a row just to get back into sleep debt. Uh, Getting sleep is important. And the last one for uh, today is a 13-hour fast. I mentioned when I did the uh, 75 hard challenge, I picked intermittent fasting. So, and, and this is a practice that I do very regularly where I stop eating for 16 hours and I have an eight hour eating window. Depending on what my fitness goals are, I'll do more or less of this when I am uh, exercising heavy and I'm lifting heavy weights. I will do less intermittent fasting because I'm trying to get up my protein intake. But this is not that, right? This is not intermittent fasting. A 13-hour fast window, all, all this does is, is it controls, it, it allows you to control your snacking at night, which means if you normally eat breakfast at 7 in the morning, when you get up for work, you eat breakfast, you really enjoy your breakfast, I'm saying the night before, stop eating at 6. If you normally eat lunch at noon, you don't eat breakfast, then don't eat past 11. Just give your body 13 hours where you're not eating. I think uh, going to bed on a um, you know fairly empty stomach is helpful. I think that um, controlling snacking, and this is probably a very Danny specific thing. If I when I gain weight, it's because I snack on sweets. That is that is my kryptonite at night. I'm sitting there, nothing's going on. I'm like, I'm gonna go, you know, have some candy. Uh, we recently, my daughter's been into the cinnamon bread. It's so good. Put a bunch of butter on it. At 10 o'clock at night, it's the perfect snack. But if I'm snack, if I'm fasting and I get 10, that means the next day I can't eat 11 and that can mess me up. So a 13-hour uh, window, I think, is, is very easy to do. It's, I'm not asking you to you know, starve yourself. Just give yourself some time off from eating. So that is the first part, <clears throat> the first uh, things I'm going to go over. Come back next week and I'll explain the rest of the Earn Your Title Challenge as far as the different tasks. So how do you participate at uh, wherever you listen to this podcast, they'll have show notes. <clears throat> at the bottom of the show notes, there'll be a link that says something along the lines of the Earn Your Title Challenge. Click on that. That will, um, you have to sign up for my, uh, well, I'll gather your email address. At some point, I'll be sending out emails to, uh, informing you how this all works. After you accept that and you confirm your email, you will get access to a Google Doc. So if you don't have Google, get it because <laughs> that's what everybody else uses. Um, I don't want to be snobby, but yeah, 
It's a Google Doc. You might be able to download it to Excel. I'm not sure how that works, but uh, it'll be a Google Doc. When you get it, you have to make it your own copy so you won't be like messing up anybody else's and no one else will have access to it. And it'll just show you a week, Monday through Sunday. And it'll have all 14 things listed. Those 14 things, you'll click on the thing you did for the day. It will give you a point total at the bottom. At the end of the week, they'll all add together. And it'll say, for the week, you had 27 points awesome. You know, your first week, just do your best. The next week, try to get 28, then 30, then 31. Try to just continually improve. And and then uh, let me know how, how you feel. Let me know if there's things I should add to that. You think, man, this is a really valuable thing that I've been doing. This is a work in progress. At some point, I would like this to be a full-fledged course where um, you get access to the Earn Your Title Challenge, and uh, there will be maybe some coaching by me where you get a 15, 20-minute phone call to kind of prep you for it. Uh, small Facebook groups where we get together and encourage each other, the uh, weekly challenges, and then video uh, lessons on each day to kind of uh, instruct you on how to do it, encourage you to keep doing it, and let you know the, the thoughts and reasons why. But right now, this is totally free something I want to give to you to take action because as I say in almost every podcast this is the earn your title podcast which means you have to earn it that title every day my name is Danny Dumas and I will talk to you later bye